Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Welcome to another episode of With Clarity and Purpose. And today I am super excited because we are trying something new. Today's episode is about coffee with Janet and Nikki. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Hey, Janet, how are you? I'm doing great. And if you have been following this podcast for a while, we actually had Nikki as a guest few months ago and she did an amazing job and honestly Nikki has been a past client but she's one of my best friends and we talk on the phone almost every single day and this idea came because usually we have pretty deep conversations Nikki and I we love personal development we are really invested in our journey and are always looking for opportunities to continue growing so we were having one of these deep conversations and I was like Oh my God, Nikki, we need to make of this or a similar topic, a podcast episode, because why not? Right, Nikki? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? I love it. And this is a week of Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing time. Go ahead, Nikki. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes, happy Thanksgiving from Janet and Nikki. So Coffee with Janet and Nikki is a different format that the one I've followed before. Before it's like solo podcast episodes and having guests. But Nikki has been a guest before. So right now we are just having a conversation of a specific topic. And we'll just go with the flow and see what comes up. I have an idea. I have an idea. But let's see. Let's see. I just love these conversations that flow and we just have a good time just having them. So it's going to be fun. I want to start with how Nikki and I met, right? That was so fun. (laughs) I know. It's a fun story. I love it. Nikki and I met back in 2019. We were taking our master practitioner of NLP. NLP stands for neurolinguistic programming. And there is a whole episode explaining what NLP is about. And we met in 2019. And Nikki, I'm going to let you say the story of how we specifically met. Let's go. <laughs> okay. We actually met when we were both looking for roommate situations through the email chain that the company provides for people who are looking for roommates. And I emailed Sally and you must have emailed Sally and we all got on a thread together and we all agreed to be roommates for two weeks with four people. In a hotel room. So yeah, this wasn't separate rooms. It was like four people in a hotel room. Who have never met in their life. Who we never met before. And Nikki, let me tell you something. 
this was the first time in my life because even for the practitioner training, which goes before master prac, which is the one we took in 2019, I stay by myself. I'm like, I don't know anyone, but I'm going, I'm going to stay by myself. This was the first time for me that I've stayed one with four people in a hotel room and two that I don't know any of them, which was just crazy to me. But I was just up for the adventure. How did you feel? How was it for you? Of course, I like to do so many things and I like to do so many things that I like to do it on the the tightest budget that I can. That way I can do more things. So the more roommates, the better in my mind, because that means the cost goes down. And I showed horses my whole life and traveled and I'm used to being with strangers. And, but I usually know somebody and not for two whole weeks and two whole weeks in a whole nother state. Cause I was like, Maryland is where I live. And this was in California. So it's like the whole other side of the country, but I had full confidence. Like it just felt like it was the right thing to do. Like I was nervous a little, but I never had a worry. That was the funniest part. Like I always felt so like, yes, yeah, this I is definitely. That. And I remember everybody introducing themselves and saying like a little bit about each other. And then we waited, right? Because the training was like a couple of weeks later from the initial onset of the email chain. And then I arrive at the training. Our next roommate, Sally, comes in and we're sitting, I think, in the hotel restaurant. Yeah, and you were eating a burger. I remember yes. that because I was like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. And then I see Nikki super in shape eating a burger. Okay, wow, what's going on? I want that burger. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Sally and I were just sitting there talking and in walks, you know, and we're like, I know Sally has such a good personality. I feel she was the glue that we all needed. And I'm glad she was coordinating the whole effort. And the cool thing about it is that each one of us, we have a different personality. So I think we were just focused on our routine and then going to a training. It worked out really great. I was very pleasantly surprised. (laughs) I agree. And it was interesting because you and Sally were the younger of the two and uh, myself and Kathleen were closer in proximity of age, the older of the two. And of course, everybody was from different. Kathleen was from the West Coast, you and Sally from the Central and I'm from the East. And it just was like a perfect dynamic. Everybody just We were all there to learn and it was just so much fun. I can't even believe how easily it came together. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because sometimes we are so afraid of trying new things. We are so afraid of the uncertainty that comes with going into new adventures or trying new things or staying with new people that we don't even know anything about. And I feel part of life is just staying present and really let go of any attachment to how things are going to go, but just simply participate and just have faith. Like you said, that things are going to work out. Here's the thing. They were either going to work out or they weren't. (laughs) Exactly. And if they weren't, that's a lesson for all of us. And We could just make the best of it, even if it didn't work out, right? We were there for a personal growth training. So if there would have been stickiness, it would have been a perfect opportunity for us to learn. 
<laughs> I know. And it's funny because these trainings are very well developed. And even at the beginning of the training, they tell you, hey, your stuff is going to come up. You're going to get triggered. And it's really important that you recognize that's coming from within you and that you deal with it or find someone who can help you deal with it, which isn't that life and that really empowerment, knowing that someone else triggered you or you're feeling jealousy or something is happening within you. And actually you taking responsibility for that and doing something about it. That's just empowerment. And what's so interesting too that you mentioned that is because I think we're taught by society, the world, the programming, everything going on outside of us, that it isn't from within, it's from someone else, right? It's yeah. from outside of ourselves when in actuality, that programming was put there somehow, some way by someone. That's where the thoughts came from. We didn't come out of the womb with these thoughts. We didn't come out with jealousy and all the things out of the womb, essentially, and get generational. That. But that's a whole other that's a whole other day. But we get programmed by the things going on around us, and then we just automatically assume it's outside of us because how could it be from inside of us? And once I learned a whole new way of thinking that I could think a new thought, I didn't have to think the way that I was taught as a child. And to your point, like there's something inside of me that this is where this comes from. It doesn't come from outside of me. I was like, wow. So many new ways of thinking really was probably one of the most powerful. I can control this. I can take responsibility. I get to own my part. And then that releases the other person from the control, if you will, or being in charge. I'm not a victim to their behavior. I get to decide. Woo! Push in the driver's seat. Exactly. I think it puts responsibility on on us, but that's the most soothing and comfortable feeling of all, knowing that we have control of the most important part, which is how we feel, how we think, how we act, how we feel, think and act. That's the only thing we really need to control. And that's what matters at the end of the day, because when you really show up empowered, you'll be able to also affect your environment in a positive way because you're not reacting anymore. And even for a fight, two are required. Two people are required to argue. Two people are required to fight. If you're just in your zone of empowerment, you know how to respond better to the situation so you don't get into it. And like Nikki was saying, getting triggered and reacting to things which we all go through it. Okay. We are human beings. We are all working on that. You're not the only one, but we have the tools to be able to self-regulate ourselves better. And that comes with practice and that's a, a lifelong process. But I think letting yourself get carried away by a situation like Nikki mentioned, gives control to the environment, gives control to the person. And when you put the finger outside of you and you start blaming that person, oh my God, it's my husband. He made me feel this way. It's my boss. He promoted this person. It's his fault or her fault. Then you're giving control to that person of how you feel. You have lost control over your own response, your own reaction. So I think, and honestly, Nikki, let's be honest, when you're in the situation off, when you're really triggered, it's freaking hard to recognize this. Oh my God. Find your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because 
you'll see other people. And now that we're coaches and do the work that we do, we see other people doing it. And yet for myself, when I'm in it myself, sometimes I don't see me doing it. Right. I'm like, and then I'm in the middle of the storm and I'm doing it. And I'm like, Whoa, what's going on? Like, I know. And honestly, that's why you need coaches. That's why you need therapies. That's why you need whatever professional help, or even if it's a friend that is trained, of course, uh, that's why you need someone external to you sometimes to point you those blind spots that you don't recognize yourself. So many things are unconscious. It's just crazy. Honestly, I'm going to be super vulnerable here. I thought I got a good hold of my unconscious mind. But I think few months ago, after I went through the miscarriage, like Nikki, this was like literally three months ago, I thought I had a great understanding of everything. I was like, okay, yeah, I had the miscarriage. The next day I had a breakthrough session. I'm productive. I'm feeling well within the circumstances, cried and all of this, of course, for like, I don't know, like two days, but I was feeling pretty grounded. And it wasn't until my trip to Hawaii, where I spent three weeks of really digging deeper and of personal development and spiritual growth, that I started feeling those waves of grief. And at the beginning, I didn't know what it was. And maybe I still don't know. And who cares where it's coming from? What I know is that it's important to let those emotions flow within you so you can actually allow the space to get back in control. Because whenever you feel those emotions, you tend to want to go. It's just so contradictory in a way. You want to control those emotions and say, no, like I'm in control. But there is a point where you got to let yourself feel whatever is happening. Because with control, sometimes comes resistance. And with resistance, sometimes comes the ability to not let go of whatever you're experiencing. Isn't that weird? Just the duality of life. I had to allow myself to feel those emotions, which was uncomfortable and just go through the emotional ride. And even after I came back from Hawaii, it took me like two weeks to fully feel integrated. And those are things I wasn't conscious of before I got to Hawaii, which is crazy to me. It's just such a beautiful journey of life. If I'm able to share some of your vulnerability through our conversations, I know you would share, we would talk every day, of course, or almost every day, and you would share some things. And I would say, Yannette, you're really going through a lot though. It's okay. And you were like, yeah, I should be able to whatever. Because when you have the tools that we have, you think I should be able to use this tool and fix myself, right? Because yeah, you're total. human to that point that grief, there's no time frame on that. You there's can't say I'm grief for a week, I'm good now. Or emotions, we're taught to yeah. suppress, push down, push them to the side. Don't deal with them and don't let anybody else see them because now woo, you're it's such a yeah. stigma around all mental wellness, really, overall. Mental wellness, and totally. People will tell me, Nick, do this or do that. And I'm like, I'm tired of, if I'm not, right for you. That's okay. But this is who I am. And this is what I'm going through. And I need to allow these things because to your point, if I'm not processing it, it's never going to leave my body. If I just keep pushing it down and pushing it down, it comes up, bubbles up, and then I push it down. And yeah. Instead of letting it bubble up and then just 
flow out and then release. Like our friend Sally jokes all the time, you release every day, right? Like we go to the bathroom and all the things. Imagine if we didn't do that. What would happen? It would all get bottled up inside of us. And emotions are the same, but we're taught not to feel them, not to show them. That's a weakness. Yeah. And that's just not true. That's a false truth. That is not true completely. And emotions are interesting because you may not feel them immediately, like the wave of emotions, but like you said, they'll come whenever they are ready and it may feel chaotic. I remember when I lost my uncle, like last year, it was my first encounter with death, to be honest with you, (laughs) because my family is super small and he was the first person that I had actually experienced passing away from cancer in this case. And I just remember with him, I quite immediately, but I even remember taking calls at work and in the middle of the meeting, I would need to turn off my camera and start crying. Like in the middle of like, it was this wave that just came and there was no control whatsoever. It was like, okay, I'm coming. That's it. And it's such a beautiful thing how your whole body and mind know when you're ready. And whenever that comes, what you're saying is like, create that space for that to happen, whatever might happen without judgment. Like you say, we are like emotions equal weakness. Don't show emotions. Don't cry at work. Don't cry with your partner. Don't tell your partner all of everything you're thinking. (laughs) There are so many, yeah, taboos or rules. There are so many rules about how we should operate or not. And who created those rules? Yeah, who created? I I don't know. Idea. Society somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere. And I love it when people will say, they say this or they say that. They. I'm like, who are these days anyway? And why do they get to decide how I am? I mean, I am, we're all unique human beings. We came here with the lessons we came with. We came here to learn the lessons we're here to learn. And if that's what you believe, that's how I believe. And have the experiences we're having. We're meant to have this. So I was taught not any of this as a child. I was taught the opposite, actually. How much of a gift is it when you, like we've learned what from Huna training that the Hawaiians celebrate when their stuff comes up because they get to release it. Yeah. No, yeah. we're taught, don't celebrate it. It's awful. Push it down. Push Hide it. it from everyone. I'm from <laughs> you too. <laughs> Instead of, oh my gosh, now you get to let go of that thing that's been weighing you down. It's like walking around with a 50 pound weight on your chest. And then if you were able to put that down, it's like, wow. Yeah. I feel like a whole new person. Totally. And it's funny because if you think about all of these and our fear to show up our emotions or to be vulnerable, it has to do a lot of it with how we may perceive from the outside, how people may perceive us. I think it's pretty much related to all this fear of being rejected, all this fear of disappointed, disappointed people, disappointing people. And I tell my coaching clients, each one of us would take care of our own needs, boundaries, respect who we truly are, show up authentically. How freeing is just to show up. If I have makeup, if I have not, I'm here drinking my coffee with Nikki. (laughs) So how authentically would be if we just let go of any expectations and show up? 
And someone, I don't know, I was talking to someone. Oh, yes, I was having a coffee with a previous former peer at Accenture, the company I used to work. And she's a friend too. And she was telling me, Janet, everyone is worried about what everyone might think of you. But let me tell you, no one is thinking about you. (laughs) And I'm like, that is just genius. It's just a harsh truth. But sometimes we think we are the center of universe or people are always thinking about us or how we may look. And the reality is that everyone is so in their head with their worries, with the same thoughts and insecurities you experience. No one is really thinking about us. I go through the same. We're human beings. But it's such a harsh truth. That is truth. It's an unpopular truth. No one is really thinking about you. I like how you said it's an unpopular truth because it's It's true, right? We want to think, of course, they're thinking about me because I'm thinking about them, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like I'm thinking about them. So of course they're thinking about me when in reality, I'm not even on the radar, right? Like I'm not even in their awareness. They're like, Nikki, what, who, I don't know. And I'm like, Yeah, but blah, blah, blah in my head. Because how much conversation goes on in our head? All the time. There's just this. Chatter, chatter. Yeah. All this in my head. And I remember being a little girl. I forget why I was at the ball field. I think maybe my brother played or something like that. And I don't know, I've had this experience where a lot of people I encounter in personal growth, not everyone, but a lot, we tend to be fly on the wall not part of the group all the time, more of an observer from the outside. So my whole childhood, like I was always like an outsider. I was never part of a group. I wasn't part of the cool kids. I wasn't part of the jocks. I wasn't part of this or part of that. I rode horses. There were some people that I had friendships with, but I was never part of any groups in school. So I was always like a loner slash outsider, not because I wanted to be, but that's just where I was. And I remember just being by myself at the ball field and like, having all these things, thoughts and thoughts go through my head. And I'm like, where is this even coming from? Like, I don't even know. And I thought to myself one time, I was like, gosh, am I crazy? Like I was actually having conversations with myself, but that most likely was my higher self talking. Like who knew? Yeah. <laughs> I knew I had a higher self. I didn't even know what that was. But I love what you're saying of sometimes being an outsider, because I think that the most you connect with yourself the most you tend to make decisions that most people wouldn't make. Like, for example, me transitioning from my successful six figures job to entrepreneurship. That's a decision that it's, and you have been part of a big part of my journey. That's a decision that I would say 85, 90% of the people wouldn't take, right? Because of many reasons, whatever those reasons might be. So I think the more you connect with yourself, the more you start honoring who you are and really start making those decisions that are aligned, but are hard to make. Very hard. In fact, when I just moved into this apartment. Yeah, uh, she just moved to Maryland. Yeah, and I'm from Maryland. I've lived here most of my life. I lived in Southern New York, Pennsylvania, which is just over the line. So it's like 20 minutes. It's really not far. And outside of that, I never went anywhere. Back in 2019, I moved to Florida for a year and a half. I came back. And then last October, I decided, hey, I want to live at the beach. So I moved two and a half hours away. So it wasn't far, but it was still far to the beach. And I lived there for the last year. And it was amazing. I had the best time. So beautiful. People even ask me now, why'd you move back, Nikki? 
I will tell you, there was like an inner calling. It was something inside of me. I missed when I was in Florida. I was homesick. I went by myself, tried to create community in a life. And of course, I had a job and some friends and things like that, but it just didn't feel inside. Something was still missing. And so when I came home, I was good for a while. And then I was like, yeah, I don't know. I want to go somewhere. So I went to the beach in Rehoboth. Like I said, it was beautiful. But when I made the decision to move back to Maryland, I was, it was just like a snap decision on a Thursday morning. I specifically remember it. And I was like, where am I going to live? And I've been looking and just kind of unconsciously had been looking for like a week or two, just, I don't know, scanning different websites for roommates and things like that. And I remembered I had someone's number in my phone of an apartment complex that I looked at before I lived where I was living in Maryland the time before. And I hadn't talked to Dan in like over a year and a half, probably. And I was like, that Thursday morning, I was like, going through my phone. I was like, Dan, I call him apartment Dan. He doesn't know that. (laughs) I was like, apartment Dan. Oh my gosh, I'm going to text him. And he's like, as a matter of fact, Nikki, I have an apartment coming open as we speak. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And he's like, no. And I said, can I come see it this weekend? And that was the 8th of October. And so I came up and I looked at it and my sister who lives close met me and she went through the apartments with me. And the one that I took is upstairs and it's being remodeled. So it's not even ready. I'm in a downstairs apartment temporarily that was also open. And she said, I wouldn't take that one. She said, if I were you, I would, she didn't want me to take the upstairs one. She said, if I were you, I'd take the downstairs one because I wouldn't have room for all my stuff. And I was thinking in my head, I know I don't have any stuff. This isn't for you. It's for me. So she was looking at it through her lenses. So when we get advice from other people, they're telling it to us through their perspective. Exactly. Not through our lenses. Because I'm going to tell you, my sister and I are stark opposites stark opposite. So for me to ask her advice, what do you think? Of course I can ask her opinion, but she's not me. She doesn't know what would be best for me. I actually do know, but when I ask everyone around me and they all give me their opinion, then it switches my intuition to their belief systems, not mine. Exactly. I love that so much because it's true. So many people, they tend to trust other people's advice more than the one they are getting themselves. So I think part of this journey is to listen more to your inner wisdom, to your God. Like it is so beautiful because we have this system, body, mind, spirit that operates in perfect ways, operates in harmonious ways. We have the most intelligent system of all. And we don't listen to it. We don't connect to it. So I love that you're honoring, that we are honoring. And I know if you're listening to this podcast episode, you are too. That's why you're here, that we are honoring that inner wisdom and that inner voice, inner calling that we get consistently because it's always talking to us. But I did take the upstairs apartment because that's the one that me yeah. resonated with my soul. So I'm in this one down here temporarily for like two weeks until mine's ready. And I'm so glad I did because I don't like this apartment. It's fine. It's beautiful. It's very nice. But I've been hearing the people above me, all the things that I said, I didn't want to live on the first floor. So I'm going to be on the third floor. I'm going to be on the south side, which is where the sun comes up right now. I'm on the north side. So I don't, there's just so many things. And I love the sun. 
clearly I have a little sun necklace on right here, a little sunshine. And she walks every single day. He, she gets her vitamin D. <laughs> every single day. And one of my friends that I met recently, he said, he calls me Nikki Sunshine. He's like, Nikki Sunshine, how are you today? And that resonated so much with me. So that's kind of like a little bit of my call sign that I call indirectly. I call myself Nikki Sunshine. And when I say that, Like when you say Nikki Sunshine, like, do you see how I have to smile when I say it? If I just say Nikki, I don't have to smile. But when I say Nikki Sunshine, like it just completely changes my neurology. I can't be sad when I say Nikki Sunshine. Yeah, I just yeah, can't. Yeah. I, just I can't. love that. That's such a good reminder to really be aware of how we feel in any situations and to do what feels good. It sounds simple, but we violate that need and that boundary so many times. We are in many situations where we don't feel good and we keep doing it over and over, thinking that we have to sacrifice fulfillment for success, thinking that we have to sacrifice feeling good to make others feel good. Like it doesn't make sense. I think we should take care of ourselves and everything else outside of us will take care of itself. Right? I agree. And something that just popped into my head when you said that my sister said, Hey, do you want me to look at the apartment with you? And I told her I was looking and I said, sure, I would love your opinion, of course. And I think that we ask others advice, opinion, because We want their acceptance, right? Like yeah. we want them to accept what we're doing. And so then if they give us advice that's opposite, it's almost like now it's like this inner turmoil where it's like, I want to do what I want to do, but I want to make her happy. It's like your parents telling you, you I want you to be a doctor. And then you do it because it's, you just do it to make your parents happy. You hate being a doctor. And then you find yeah. out later in life, you have your second career or whatever, that you wanted to be something completely different. Whereas if somebody asked you, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Not who do I want you to be? Or what do you want to do? Not what I want you to do. Or what do you want to have? Not what I want you to have. But we look for that validation outside of ourselves because we want to be accepted by the group yeah. instead of an outsider, so to speak. Totally. And like you mentioned, everything we perceive on the outside is coming from the inside. So the fact that we are seeking acceptance outside means that we need to accept ourselves and we need to reconnect more with who we are because that's what we are projecting onto other people too. And so amazing. And somebody I was recently working with said, Nikki, not everybody is doing the work because not everybody's ready. Yeah. When you're exactly. doing this work, it means that you're ready to go to the next level. That's right, my friend. I always love leaving the listeners amazing community with actionable tips or maybe the one thing they can do so they can continue trusting that voice and really embracing their authentic self. What is that one thing for you that has worked for you? What is that one thing? Maybe you do it every day or whatever it is. So for me, I'm a health transformation coach, right? Yes. I'm also a quit smoking specialist, certified quit smoking specialist. So I help people create a healthy life for themselves. And for me, I think the health starts in the mind. Totally. So if I can quiet that chatter that's going on, then I'm able to hear what I'm saying inside. The body's speaking to me. It's our body is the most supercomputer, but we're not listening to it because we're listening to everything else. So I, I like to write. I love to write. And so yeah, yeah. I wrote this card and somebody told me the other day, 
tune out the noise. The noise is there to distract you. The noise is meant to distract you. Focus on you. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing we need to worry about. That's the only thing we need to pursue. Getting to know yourself. I couldn't agree more with that. And there are many tools. Meditation helps. Working out helps tune out the noise because you're doing a hard thing. You're pushing the boundaries of what you think you're capable of. Honestly, that's why I love running. Honestly, I don't like running at all. But I decide to run because I like to start my day with doing a hard thing. Because whenever I said, okay, I did this hard thing, then I feel empowered and motivated to keep going through the day. So I love what you said, Nikki, and I totally resonate with that. The other thing that I would say is asking better questions to yourself. Our thinking comes from the questions we ask ourselves and we respond. Notice the questions you're asking yourself. Like, for example, why me? That's not a helpful question at all. How can I grow? What is the lesson I'm learning? Those are helpful questions for you to continue evolving to the next level. So the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. Ask better questions, right? I love it. And it's funny you said, why me? Because how about this? Why not me? Why not me? Why not? I love it. I love that reframe. Why why not me in this experience, whatever it is? Because to your point, then what can I learn from it? If I didn't have the experiences that I've had from age zero to now, which is yeah. 5.0, I'm the best version of myself I've ever uh-huh. been. 5.0, I turned 50 this year. Yeah. And the experiences that I've had, I can relate to people who have had a similar experience. My parents have passed. I know what that's like. Yeah. They didn't die in a car crash. They died actually of poor health, which is, I think, triggered my passion for health long before they ever died, of course. But when we have a similar experience, we can understand where people are that are on a similar plane. And the fact that we are forging ahead and charging ahead and saying, but we will not be a victim to those experiences. We will become empowered by those experiences. Yeah, honestly. And I love the question of why not me in a context of doing something you have never done before. Like transitioning from corporate entrepreneurship. Why not me? Other people have done it. Why not me? I can do this. So I love that in a very empowering way too. Yes. And I don't know how to dance as I've never had a professional (laughs) day. So I was like, I want to really dance. And that part of me has fear right around that. So I can let go of that baggage. And then I said, why not me? Why not? I'm going to sign up for some classes somewhere and take some dance classes. Yes, girl. What what are you going to start learning? Do you know? You mentioned belly dancing. (laughs) Yeah. So at the community college, like five minutes away where I live, there's an introduction to belly dancing and it starts in January. So I know I'm going to become a belly dancer. Why not? (laughs) Why not me? I need to see videos of that. That's awesome. So I know. I'll do like a journal, a video journal. Yeah, that's so cool, my friend. I am so happy we did this. We are trying something new. And as I mentioned, Nikki and I talk almost every day and we have really in-depth conversations. So this was an attempt to really bring to light many things we talk about that really go through our minds every single day of challenges we face or of things we are thinking or trying to be more empowered. So we just wanted to share this piece of wisdom with all of you. 
Nikki, this is a coffee chat. So important question as we conclude, what is your favorite coffee type? That's a good question. My coffee experience is limited. It's whatever it is you like. I just like just a regular roast with nice. oat milk steamed. My coffee shop has spoiled me. I used to add the oat milk cold and it always made the coffee cold. I didn't understand. And then one day, one of the guys, I think it was Kai at my coffee shop. He's so adorable. He steamed it for me. And I was like, what did you do? This is amazing. And he's like, Nikki, I just steamed the milk and it's oat milk. So no dairy. And I was like, this is the best ever. And so they just really take care of me at that coffee shop in Rehoboth. And now I'm trying to find a new coffee shop because I'm not there anymore. You're finding one now. That's awesome. Mine is, I will say, a macchiato or cortado, which is like an espresso with a little bit of milk. I'm like, I love regular milk. 1% 1% usually with really strong coffee like espresso. So that's my favorite. Thank you so much, Nikki, for being here. I hope all of our community listeners enjoy this episode. And I really appreciate all of you. Thank you for tuning in into the With Clarity and Purpose. And if this was enlightening or helpful for you, please share it with your friends, family, with everyone. Let's continue spreading the light of empowerment. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.